otherwise on SAFM. And a very good day to you, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. My producer is Hazel Makuzeni, and our technical producer for today is Rob Parkin. Our contact details are 0892-102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweet at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Now, heart disease and stroke cause over 8 million deaths among women annually. Professor Karen Schenk Gustafson explains why women experience a higher proportion of cardiovascular deaths than men. And she joins us on the phone in a few minutes. And Christelle Crickmore of the Heart and Stroke Foundation tells us about the Have a Heart campaign, which is currently underway. And finally, we talk to Louise Turner about coping with breast cancer, especially if you're unemployed or have limited medical aid. We'll look at your options. But first, a lunch bite for today, and I found a few quotes on health. Mahatma Gandhi says it is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold. And then Joyce Mayer says, I believe that the greatest gift you can give your family and the world is a healthy you. And then a healthy attitude is contagious, but don't wait to catch it from others. Be a carrier. That's Tom Stoppard. But lastly, Mark Twain says, be careful about reading health books. You may die of misprint. Doesn't that send out the wrong message, though? You know, if a teacher is complicit in helping children, learners to cheat, and you say, you know, we might let them off with a warning. I mean, what sort of message is that sending out? So, you know, even, even if a person has committed murder, you have a plea bargain where they don't go to jail. I can mention many names of people that you know as well who committed murder and never spent one day in jail. Here we are talking about the examination, the regularities where no one died. But what you are saying is that once you tell us, then we will know who you have worked with, we will then be able to profile those people and then deal actually with them. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. I'm joined on the phone now by uh, Professor Dr. Karen Schenk Gustafsson, and she's a professor and senior consultant in cardiology at Karolinska Institute and Karolinska University Hospital in Stockholm, fellow of the European Society of Cardiology, honorary doctorate. She's also the first, the founder of the first center for gender medicine in Europe. And welcome. May I call you Dr. Schenk Gustafsson? Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for joining us and, and, and thank you for coming to our country to share your knowledge with us. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know you're speaking at the 1.6 million uh, uh, launch today. Yes, I am. And I, I just thought we'd steal a, a bit of your, of, of your moments and, 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 and just share this very, very uh, dangerous, I say, dangerous uh, disease, which is the cardiovascular disease. We don't often hear about it. In fact, it's, it's it's a worse killer than cancer, is it not? Well, uh, it is in, in most countries in the world, but not in Africa. In Africa, it's the infectious diseases like HIV, malaria, TBC. Uh, but I think it's uh, increasing also in, uh, in uh, South Africa, the cardiovascular diseases, in women, also in women and, women and men. What is, why more women than men, though? Uh, for the moment, uh, you mean in South Africa? In just uh, worldwide. Worldwide, it's the main uh, cause of death for both men and women, mm-hmm. and, and it's uh, 50% of all the death cases uh, will be in uh, cardiovascular disease. 
And if you ask people about what they think women will die of, they always say breast cancer. Mm. But uh, in Europe, uh, 3% of the women die of breast cancer and 52% die of cardiovascular diseases. So what, what are, and, and can you just give us a profile of South Africa because I see you've got a comparison. Yeah, I tried to find some statistics at the WHO mm. and uh, there I see that cardiovascular diseases are much more common in men than in women in South Africa mm. according to the statistics that WHO have. Uh, but uh, also I see that that it's uh, a decreasing uh, uh, pattern for at least for the men. I don't know. It's about the same uh, the last ten years in in the women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, but what I know about your country is that you have a lot of obesity and you have a lot of uh, diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I also know from the figures I I have caught up is that. Um, women are more obese than men in South Africa and uh, obesity is a, a huge risk for uh, getting for attracting diabetes so uh, I would say that in the f- near future uh, it will be much more death from cardiovascular diseases in women in South Africa so what, what should we be aware of what should we be careful of and, and I'm trying to understand the profile is 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 uh, cardiovascular diseases are they more prevalent in 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 a particular age group of women and does you know does the urban and rural make a difference? Can you mm. just give us that profile, please? Yes. Uh, well, I don't know that for South Africa, but in in uh, in general, uh, it's the old woman's disease. Uh, women are mostly over sixty when they get it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they get it eight to ten years later than the men and for unknown reasons uh, we have been discussing whether that is due to that uh, there is a protection because of the estrogen the female sex hormones that that uh, because of that we, we we attract this disease much later in life mm-hmm. but uh, um, also, we see a trend in Sweden and in Eastern Europe that uh, that myocardial infarction increases in in incidence and prevalence uh, among younger women uh, between 45 to 55, and there is a, a, a real increase there, in, at, at least in Sweden and Eastern Eastern Europe. And uh, we don't know why, but we have been speculating that. It, uh, at least in Sweden, it's uh, due to stress. The multiple roles we, mm. we, we uh, in Sweden, the the woman should should work very much and do all the things at home, and then engaged in uh, politics or in mm. uh, other activities and mm. and um, friends and everything, and take care of the kids and you know. So it the the. The pattern of, of life ha- has changed very much for Swedish women during the two last decades, you can say. And I must tell you, it's fast changing here because we're all trying to catch up with the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I yeah. suppose, you know, we're going to experience what, what uh, the West is experiencing yeah. uh, in, in, a, in a few years. Yeah. But what, what, what are the telltale signs? How can we prevent? What are the things to do before we reach that older age yeah. and, and yeah. start experiencing 
yeah. this? What do you recommend? Yeah, very good question. And, and the, the good message is that you can do something. Mm-hmm. And the main issue here is your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I mean you, you shouldn't smoke. That is an enormous, that is a higher risk for women to smoke than for men as it comes to cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you should uh, exercise at least 30 minutes every day, uh, a, a short a, a walk or, or whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And also um, you should eat healthy food mm-hmm. and, not, and not eat too much. Try to, to be slim and not to uh, get your obesity mm-hmm. and to think of what you're eating and, and not eating a lot of um, uh, sugar and, and uh, too much fat and things like that. Um, so uh, also, if you have some risk factors like hypertension, uh, many women, many elderly women have hypertension, and it can come at early age also. But then you should be very, very careful to treat the hypertension mm. in a good way with, with medications and, and to change your lifestyle. And and that will pay off in the long run. And also if you have other uh, risk factors like diabetes or high lipids, high cholesterol, uh, you should treat that properly. And that, pay, that will pay off and, and that will uh, prolong your life. Hmm. Do you know, I, I'm listening to you saying you, a lifestyle, and we hear a lot of that mm. uh, these days. You know, don't smoke, you must exercise, eat healthy, yeah. uh, and, and those kinds of things. And it seems like everyone is trying to do that, but we still have, um, uh, you know, uh, cases of, of all these diseases anyway. Is there, is there something else that we're missing here? Yeah, I, I think that you. Uh, there, there are, of course, other risk factors like... Uh, Having cardiovascular disease in your family, especially if 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 you have early death in myocardial infarction before the age of sixty and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, and then then you're sure you have it in the family, and and it's uh, it's very common that it's via the high cholesterol uh, thing. Uh, so so if you have this, you it's good to go and check up to go to your doctor and check your your lipids, check your blood pressure, check your blood sugar. Mm. To, and if you have uh, high values, uh, start to treat very early. You know, I have um, a lot of patients uh, having kids, and I always tell them that um, when their kids are about 20 or something, I, I, I advise them to go to a doctor and, and try and uh, measure their blood uh, lipids, their mm. blood pressure, and mm. their blood glucose, because then they can start uh, treatment already then. So uh, I think uh, you shouldn't be so um, pessimistic. Mm. I think there are things to do. And also about lifestyle, you know, people say that they walk very much and that they <laughs> that they eat healthy, but if you check it, you, they don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's seasonal, I think, you know. Yes. <laughs> People do it in summer and in winter yeah. they hibernate and, yeah. and those kinds of things. Yeah. But tell me about you, and congratulations, you founded the first center for gender medicine. Yeah, thank you. W- why was it important to have that, and what does your center offer? 
Yeah, for me, the reason that was uh, over, it was 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the reason was that, you know, I'm a clinical cardiologist and, and I was in charge of the intensive care unit at the Karolinska, uh, Karolinska Hospital. And, and then at that time in the 90s, it was, t- they told me that, that, uh, my cardiac infarction, that's only for men and, uh, women don't get it. And, and you can find that in the textbooks. And then when I went around, uh, I saw on the coronary care unit half of the of the patients were women mm-hmm. and half of them were men. Mm-hmm. So it it didn't fit. So I started to reflect and and read about these things, and also had some contact with the NIH in in the U.S. And then I decided to start this, and I got very good support from. Uh, the former president of the Karolinska Institute, Harriet Waldberg Henriksson, who helped me to start it, and I got uh, good funding to mm-hmm. start it. Mm-hmm. And then our, uh, one of our main topics of research uh, is, of course, cardiovascular disease. But also you can extend that because we have other risk factors, uh, especially when we are women, and that is if you have, if you're, have some diseases during pregnancy, like uh, something called uh, pre-eclampsia, and uh, that is when you have high blood pressure, you have uh, peripheral edema, and you, mm-hmm. and you, uh, uh, um, during pregnancy, and that, if you don't treat that properly, in the long run, that your, your risk to get myocardial infarction will be increased. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have other uh, risk factors connected to uh, to uh, the hormone hormonal levels, uh, like if you uh, have uh, something, uh, if you have a premature menopause before mm-hmm. the age of 40, mm-hmm. that will be a risk factor. And also, if you don't breastfeed, uh, then you have a higher increase and have a higher risk to get myocardial infarction and and other cardiovascular diseases because. To breastfeed is a protect, will protect you against getting cardiovascular disease in the future. Hmm. Do you know, and, and this may not be one of the things you deal with at, at, your, at your Center for Gender Medicines, but something that is topical at the moment, a few days ago they were talking about more women having cesarean section, giving birth by cesarean section as opposed to natural births. Are there any risks, and, and I'm not too sure if you, you've looked at that area yes. of medicine at yeah, all, but are there any risks? Because, I'm, you know, you mentioned breastfeeding, and I thought of that. Can, is a woman who, who gives birth naturally uh, going to have a healthier life than one who, who uses, uses a cesarean section? No, there is no evidence for that. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's the same risk. Uh, so the, the thing is... Uh, why do you have cesarean section? And often it's because of some complications mm. with the delivery. Delivery That is uh, the main issue. And uh, otherwise, if you don't have, have any complications, of course, the gynecologist recommend a, a natural delivery. Yeah, but, but some, some women... Trend, I know the trend now among <laughs> young women is that they want cesarean. <laughs> they want cesarean for very personal reasons. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know. So, so um, well, I think there is a, it's a change because the gynecologists always say that, that you should have a natural delivery, mm. but uh, 
I, I don't think that that I think in the future men, many young girls would like to have a cesarean because of, of many things. <laughs> mm. But but going back to your your, your center, I mean, I, I look at I, I listen to you talk about all these um, um, challenges that women have as far as health is concerned, and the fact that most research has been concentrated on men other than women patients, it seems across the board and and some areas more than others. I are we. Do we have a full understanding and comprehension of women's health to date across the board? No, we don't. And it's, you know, in, in, in my field in, in cardiology, um, my colleagues aren't, still aren't aware of that the biology is different. Uh, for example, um, my colleague Faction, uh, the biology is different in, in women. You can get my colleague Faction at uh, being a woman without any obstruction in in the cor in the coronaries mm. and and you can get very special cardiac problems like uh, uh, broken heart syndrome or takotsubo uh, out of uh, very very strong stress and and it's only women getting it and they get very very severe heart failure so there are so many different things that people still don't are, are aware of. So mm-hmm. we we really need to work with this awareness. And also as it comes to other specialities, because we have this uh, gender medicine is, is also about other specialities, and mm-hmm. especially in psychiatry. Um, there we have, uh, at least in Sweden, uh, we have, uh, the, the, it's mo- mostly women diagnosed, but we miss the men because... Uh, the the tools for the, the diagnostic tools aren't made for men, and then we miss the men, and more men commit suicide, um, perhaps in vain, because you could, if you if you give them treatment like antidepressant medication, uh, it can be avoided. Mm. So uh, that's the, the a man a man's issue in in gender medicine. Mm. So. Um, every speciality needs to look at these things. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious if you, now that you're here, if you're going to extend your your center to South Africa, possibly. Oh, that's a good, very good <laughs> idea. I would, I would like to. <laughs> uh, and and we, we work very much with the 1.6 million club as well. Mm. And um, I would like that to, if that could be a possibility. And I had... I, I was here two years ago, and, and I had some contacts with with some doctors. Uh, it, it doesn't need to be a ca- cardiologist, but the cardiologist started it because, uh, and, and now a cardiologist is very well. Um, we have explored that very well, but mm-hmm. there are also other areas like the infectious diseases. There are lots of gender issues that are, uh, needed to be explored and. Uh, and uh, making awareness about this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that through the 1.6 Club we, we have access to you, but I think you must consider, I'm just planting that seed in your head, yeah. that you consider um, an, a, 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 the same launch that 1.6 is doing around gender medicine. I think we would appreciate it in working with other people mm. that already are, uh, you, know, in, mm. in the, you know, working in that area yeah. of, of expertise. Yeah, I would like that. Because in November I was in, in Taiwan, in Taipei, and started up a center for gender medicine. And, and we have now five or six centers in Europe. 
and 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 uh, why not South Africa? It's a very good idea. <laughs> yes, no, I I really am, am interested in seeing you do that. But just before I let you go, give us five most important things, or even a few pointers of how we look. You've you've told us about the change of lifestyle, not smoking, exercising, healthy food. Is there anything else that we can do on a daily basis to make sure, apart from going to the doctor every day, to make sure that our heart is in a good condition. How do we love our hearts? Well, uh, there are uh, these things I told you about, but also, of course, uh, you also must have uh, uh, good things and, and, and things you like, and doing, doing uh, cultural things, um, doing music and things like mm. that, to, to be inspired and to, and to feel better. And, and if you are... If you if you are depressed, you don't go to the gym. You must you must have something for the soul as as, as well, of course. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Dr. Shane Gustafson. How do we get hold of you? Are you do you have a website? Do can yes. we find you somewhere? Yes. Uh, do I? Uh, I have your email, don't I? Yes. I, I can mail you everything if you want to. Okay, please do because I know some of our listeners may want to get hold of you to talk to you more about either your center or about cardiovascular diseases. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we will find you yeah. and 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 hopefully we'll 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 give those uh we'll give those th- that email or your website. Yeah. But I think your website most importantly. Absolutely, and I also. I edited a textbook of gender medicine, an international textbook in English, with contributors from the whole world, and I will, uh, I will, uh, and, and you can buy it from Carger, publisher. But I can, I can um, send that to you give, as well. Give us the title of the yeah. book. Would Would you like to have my my lecture as well? Yes, please. I can give it. I can send it to you. Fantastic. But can we have the name of the book now? Yes, absolutely. Textbook of clinical. Gender medicine. Textbook of clinical gender, gender medicine. Karin Schenkustason, et- editor, uh, and there are some other editors. And it's Karger, K A R G E R. Karger. Okay, textbook of. On SAFM. Before we continue with our program, I just thought I'd share this information about the Portfolio Committee on Communications. They hereby invite institutions and or individuals to nominate a person to fill a vacancy of non-executive member to the board of the South African Broadcasting Corporation Limited, which arose from the resignation of a member of the board for the remainder of the term of office of the current board, which is the 24th September 2018. Now, nominees must have expertise and experience in broadcasting policy and technology, broadcasting regulation, media law, business practice and finance, journalism, entertainment and education, and labor issues. Nominations and inquiries must be addressed to the Committee Secretary, Mr. Tembingo Singoma, Portfolio Committee on Communications, Email tngoma at parliament.gov.za or you may fax to 0865-225-740. That number again, 0865-225-740. Or telephonic inquiries can be made to 021-403-3733. That's 021 
4033733. Closing date for nominations is Friday the 27th of February 2015 at 1600 hours. So please note that nominees may be sub- subjected to qualifications check and security clearance. Late submissions will not be considered. You're listening to Otherwise on SAFM. And coming up, we're talking to Christelle Crickmore from the Heart and Stroke Foundation. And she joins me on the line to talk about the Have a Heart campaign. But first, we'll take news headlines from Sir Uthelia Sauk. Shadow on SAFM. Crystal Crickmore is a Science and Program Development Manager at the Heart and Stroke Foundation in South Africa. And Crystal joins me on the line now. Welcome, Crystal. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for talking to us. I don't know if you heard a bit of my conversation with uh, Professor Karen Schenk-Gustafsson. I actually just towards the end, so unfortunately I didn't catch the whole um, conversation. It sounded very interesting towards the end. Well, it, we're doing heart stories today, but we're talking about cardiovascular diseases um, yes. and, and, and women specifically. But And I thought you'd be interested being from the Heart and Stroke Foundation because Absolutely. you see a lot of that. But because we were talking about women doesn't mean that it doesn't affect other people, which is what your campaign talks to. So tell us Absolutely. what your campaign is about. Yes, so... The hashtag Have Heart campaign is all about uh, raising much, much needed funds to fight heart disease in children. You know, I think often people don't really think about children and, you know, think about heart disease, mm-hmm. but children are affected in so many different ways, you know, with regards to heart disease. And we want to use these funds to help strengthen our current programs and also expand those to reach more children, but not only children, parents as well. We all know, you know, children are very much affected by by their parents um, as much as their own sort of behavior. Mm. Why are children suffering heart diseases at at an early age? (laughs) So, you know, so on on the one hand, there are many cases where they are affected by heart disease that's out of their control. So, for instance, you know, congenital heart diseases, birth defects, those things are obviously out of their control. Mm. But many, many more are adopting unhealthy uh, behaviors that basically track into adulthood and put them at risk for heart disease, stroke, diabetes, hypertension much earlier in life than, you know, that's what's normal. Mm. In fact, you know, a child's um, risk for heart disease begins even before birth which is with the nutrition of the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we often also hear about a lot of babies being born with a low birth weight, um, not necessarily growing as tall as they should for their age, mm-hmm. and all of those also put them at a higher risk for heart disease later in life. You know, and then these unhealthy behaviors, being inactive, eating unhealthily, and starting to smoke as well from a young age, oh, yes. obviously mm. all puts them at risk mm. much later in life. You know, so basically children need our help. They are very vulnerable, um, you know, and it's up to us to sort of guide them and, and help them so we can curb what we're seeing happening in South Africa at the moment. So what sort of programs are you running that require this money? Your campaign is obviously to... to, to add more more money for those programs. Can you just give yes. us an idea of what they are? Yes. So on the one hand, we've got um, what you call what we call a tax shop program, mm-hmm. and this is working with schools, and it's on a voluntary basis. And so we really rely also on schools that are, you know, that are interested and keen to work with us. Um, and basically, we we 
look at their tax shops, we look at the foods um, being offered in the canteens, and just help them through the process and guide them so that they have healthier options to, mm-hmm. to give to the children. Um, and then, of course, it's also about education. So it's working with partners, trying to get the right education to children with regards to nutrition and health. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, on the other end, there's all, the, all our programs that we have that are addressing you know, just healthy eating for the family. Um, and these are based on, you know, social media platforms, but as well as, you know, working with schools and teachers and health workers, all about getting this message out about, you know, how to eat healthy as a family. Christelle, I think you must not stop at just school uh, can, uh, uh, um, tuck shops. You must come to corporations' canteens. <laughs> you must see Absolutely. what big companies are serving for food. <laughs> You'll be I know. surprised. <laughs> There's lots of work to be done. <laughs> I know. You'll be surprised. So what do we do to support you? So, you know, first and foremost, the public can get involved by SMSing, hashtag have heart. Mm-hmm. to 40306. And by doing heart. that, they'll be donating 20 rand to this cause. Um, so that's, you know, that's definitely the first and foremost thing that they can do in order to lend a helping hand. They can also go to our website, which is www.haveheart.co.za, and they can read a little bit more about, you know, heart disease in children, many of the things that I've mentioned. You know, um, the fact that 23% of our children are overweight or obese. That's a really staggering number. If you think about, you know, children having to be active and lean, especially when they're younger. Um, so, yeah, the public can read more. They can SMS to 40306, and that will really go a long way to strengthen um, what we currently are doing. Okay. And whenever we see the Heart and Stroke Foundation sticker, that little beautiful red heart, we know that it's safe to eat, Right. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And those products, you know, go through quite strict uh, process. um, And those products will have lower saturated fat, salt, higher in fiber where applicable, and lower in added sugars, for instance. Um, So it'll be a you know a healthier product than the one, for instance, next to it Mm. to include in the diet. Okay. Well, that's the number to to text here for o three o six hashtag have art. And, and uh, we 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 contributing how much? Twenty rand. Twenty rand. And how yes. long is the campaign running for? The campaign will run at least towards the end of February, but we're also looking at perhaps extending it. Um, and just to mention, we've had fantastic support from our ambassadors and from some top celebrities. Um, we have Jerry Ranselli, Gareth Cliff, Robert Marawe. Dr. Michael Moll, Lisa Raleigh, and even the Isidingo cast recently came on board and really putting their support behind this campaign. And in fact, we had a very exciting episode um, where actually in the storyline, our messages were integrated. Um, if any of the, of the listeners watched that, it was on Friday. So we really have been very fortunate to have, you know, even some top celebrities getting involved and, and putting their hearts behind the cause. And you had a high-profile auction as well, didn't you? That's correct, yes. We had a high-profile auction where, you know, again, we had many of these celebrities and we had some prize items that were auctioned. Um, You know, but that's just one part. I really think that 
in order for it to be successful, we need the population and the public to actually also get on board. So that was great to create awareness and to raise some funds, um, but really we need the public's help as well. Well, Christelle, I, I wish you all the best, and we'll keep on punting that SMS number, and hopefully you are on Twitter as well, right? Yes, we are on Twitter at SA Heartstroke. SA Heartstroke. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much for having us. All the best. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's hashtag have heart. You can SMS that to 40306. Give 20 rand of your hard earned money to a good cause, I think. So so what? You're not going to buy that uh, packet of chips or something, but at least it'll be going to a good cause. And then you can buy your chips. When we come back, uh, uh, Louise Turner, the Breast Health Foundation Chief Operations Officer, talks to us after this. I'm Ashraf Gaza, and I host the Media at SFM show, Sundays 9 to 11 a.m. It's your two-hour free on-air consultation in brand communication. Otherwise, on SAFM. Louise survived cancer despite the difficulties of dealing with the disease, and she now inspires other women to do the same. Congratulations, Louise. Well done, and thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you, Shadow. Thank you for inviting me on your show this, this afternoon. Just, just, how are you feeling? Uh, from surviving cancer, fantastic. You, you healthy? You, <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm good. Um, I'm a 11 year survivor already. Congratulations. Uh, yes, everything's good. I've got fantastic new perky boots. Ah. What else can I ah. expect? Oh gosh, I. I <laughs> You lucky girl. Well, you know, that's the one benefit. I know. If, if you've had breast cancer, you have a plastic surgeon on speed dial. Oh, wow. And he can do reconstruction and do a little bit of work on you, and nobody will ever know. But <laughs> it means you must have money, which is why we're talking to you. No, not at all. Not at not all. Not really? No, 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 no. That's fortunately, fortunately. Um, if you don't have medical aid in this country, there are fantastic sites. Um, and clinics that you can go to. Um, many of the government hospitals do provide plastic surgery to the breast cancer patients. Really? Um, they, yes, they might not be able to get implants, but they can do um, autologous um, reconstruction where they use your own body uh, muscle and fat to reconstruct new breasts. That is good news. I didn't yes. know that because you know when, when, when cancer is a difficult thing to deal with, but more difficult when you think because it, it's just a, an insurmountable um, challenge that that a lot of women think, oh gosh, I need money for this, I need money for medication, I don't have enough medical aid, um, and, and and then they give up, you know. Yes. Look, medical aid is great to have, but the reality in this country is, firstly, is access to treatment. If you can access a, a breast clinic, you will get the treatment you need. When it comes to the cancer drugs and the oncology and the chemotherapy, most of the oncologists that are practicing in the state hospitals are in private as well. Mm. So the drugs you're getting is the same. The treatment you're getting is the same. It goes on international standards. The challenges are accessing those units. Now, there are 20 private practices compared to one government unit. Mm. If you get in, you get the treatment, you will go through the processes, and yes, there is life after cancer. 
I think our biggest challenge in South Africa is educating women and men that there are places they can go, there is treatment available for them, and just getting them into the centres early enough. So how do we find these places? How do do we find these centres? Okay, if you look nationally, um, all the tertiary hospitals, in other words, all the hospitals that are linked to the medical schools, VITS, UCT, etc., all those tertiary hospitals have breast cancer units and Mm. or oncology units. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at your bigger hospitals, your uh, Tigerberg, Grotesker, um, Charlotte and Fecky in Joburg, Helen Joseph, Barra, Albert Latuli. In other words, the big hospitals in the city. So tell me, Louise, uh, you, you are at the Breast Health Foundation, uh, and, and is there, does your website supply all this information that you're telling us about? No, we don't supply all the information. It will be better to call our office and one of our ladies will tell you where the closest unit is for you to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look in Cape Town, the two major breast clinics are Grotesker and Tigerberg. Grotesker mm-hmm. um, has a walk-in clinic. Tigerberg doesn't. Okay. In Johannesburg, there's Barra, there's Charlotte, there's Helen Joseph. Helen Joseph has a walk-in clinic. You don't need a referral. At Baraguanas, you need a referral. So it depends where you're located. Um, but most of the major city centres have breast units and all cancer units that you can access. So what do I find at mybreast.org.za? You find information on breast health in general, mm-hmm. information on breast cancer, uh, symptoms and signs to look out for, how to do breast exams, um, general healthy living. And if you find a lump, what do you, what do, you do? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. do you go? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go for a mammogram. First of all, you need to see a doctor, then go for a mammogram, then do a biopsy. And once that, you can only be diagnosed with a cancer once they've done a biopsy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you walk into your doctor and he finds a lump in your breast and he goes, oh, you've got cancer. You go, thank you, doctor, and you go and you get a second opinion where they do a biopsy and confirm it via biopsy. But be, before you do all of that, I mean, or even after, in the middle of all of that diagnosis, uh, the the worst thing, I've just lost a friend uh, who, who just was in denial and mm. just couldn't even go to get medicine. She thought, no, let it happen. It doesn't matter. This thing won't kill me. And it, eventually it did. So is, is, there, is there some kind of counseling? There is counseling. We provide counseling. Um, the Breast Health Foundation, as a charity, we all, my entire team, we're all breast cancer survivors. Mm. So we've all been through the process, some of us in private practice, some of us in government, so we understand how the system works in this country. If you sign us, we've got someone on the line who can provide you informative and emotional support, mm. whether you're a patient or whether you're a family member. Mm. Um, in certain units around the country in the breast clinics, we have staff members who are there and work with the nursing staff and the doctors. And if a patient gets diagnosed, doctor actually brings them to us and says, Louise, here's Shadow. She's just been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. This is the treatment plan. And we will then sit with you and explain it to you and answer those questions. Fantastic. Well done, Louise. Doctors don't always have the time. No, well done, Sweetie. Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch because I think that this is an ongoing subject. 
Give us the number that people should call. It is Mm 0860-283-343. All the best and enjoy those breasts. Ah, well, thank you. <laughs> Take, Take care, care. Louise. Take you care. Do. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, for, for daily things that you need to do for, and, and check up on your breasts is www.mybreast.org.za. Otherwise, if you want to talk to Louise Center, uh, 0860-283-343. Before our children's program, I thought I'd play this song, which always makes me cry, but I'm not going to cry now.
道。They say that my song, I can't believe it. Okay. All right, that was Adele. I'm gonna play it for myself later without you, Rob.、Uh, it is now time for our children's program, Shop Shop. Shop Shop Children's Program on SFM with Leon Fisher.